Great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. chapter and the 17th verse Romans 10 and 17 Romans 10 and 17 you'll find these consecrated words so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God how does faith come and how does hearing come I want to talk to you today about a powerful faith Because without faith it is impossible to please him. He that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Seek the Lord while he may be found and call upon him while he is near. Let the unrighteous man forsake his ways and let the righteous man stand on his word And let his light shine in a world like this. God is the God of his word. We know him by his word. Jesus said the words I speak unto you. They are spirit. And they are life. And we really ought to be grateful that God has given us a copy of it. He has given us a copy of his precious word. When we talk about a powerful faith, we must understand that not only is God the God of his word, but God is the original source of his word. And the Godhead is three in one. God the Father planned redemption. God the Son died and under the redemption plan and God the Holy Ghost is a witness to the word so God is the original source of faith secondly God's word is exercised by him in creation God's word is exercised by God himself in creation consisting of 
three entities, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. God, by faith, wrought special manifestations in this Bible, and he did it by his word. The fourth thing is that this power that God made everything with is resident in every believer. Every believer in the Lord Jesus Christ has power. Dunamis power and exousia power. Power to be all that God has made us to be. He didn't send us in this world to be nothing. God has a purpose for your life. Let's not rise up and rebel against God's revealed word because to do that is to stall your whole life and to bring it down to nothing. Because if we rebel against God's revealed word, we have nothing else that we can hold on to except our grand foolishness. A powerful faith is a faith that pleases God and it works by love and it's not just a bunch of void or vain speech a powerful faith so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God now every one of us that is born again is born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible seed by the word of God which lives and abides forever. So that same word that spoke worlds into existence dwells in the heart of every believer. Which means then that we are word people. We are people born of God's word which means then that for us nothing shall be impossible if we believe a powerful faith embraces life and is not afraid of death a powerful faith glorifies God and it takes out of it the wimpy aspects of living the whining grueling everyday complaining has to leave in the presence of a powerful faith. Faith's power is in God's word that is in your heart as a believer. How much time have we spent complaining? And we could have easily spoken out of our mouths, out of our spirit, what we want God to do. Don't start this year out like that. It's been too much of that all these other years to keep doing the same thing in the same manner and expecting different results is insanity. A lot of our lives are stalled in a rut Going no place. Getting on our nerves. 
because we refuse to change from the inside out and to see things through God's viewpoint. This powerful faith can change everything if you use it. Somebody say, well, I got mouthwash. Yeah, but did you use it? I mean, you know, I got soap. Yeah, but did you use it? To have it and not use it does one no good. A powerful faith stands out in this generation. It keeps bringing you back to church to hear some more. Back to your house and your community to do better. Wisdom beyond your years. To have a conversation with anybody almost about anything and to present the kingdom in a very intelligent manner. A powerful faith. This faith is consecrated in the word of the Lord. That's why, you know, I, I, I still don't understand. After all these years, some people still don't do Sunday school. Not understanding that Sunday school is school on Sunday for Christians to study the Bible together. That's what it is. Because you're too busy in the other time, so that time should be set aside to study the Bible together. That's what Sunday school is for. But I evidently some of y'all have no need for it. See, rebuke is, old, is better. <laughs> rebuke. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, baby. I mean, you know, at some point, isn't the word for correction? Isn't it for reproof? Well, receive it. Quit complaining. We got to do something different that's going to glorify God. In and out of these doors, and, and adding nothing to it and nothing being added to you is ludicrous. All right, let's get down to the bottom line. I said it before, let me say it again. Faith's power is in God's word. Say that back to me. Hebrews chapter 1. I'm not going to be the same Christian uh, this year as I was last year. I want to be better. I want people to know that I love the Lord. All right, in Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1, 2, and 3. Do you have it? All right, together let us read. God who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory, and the express image of his person, and beholding, upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Now this is talking about Jesus. God hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. So if God was to open heaven up and say anything today, he would only repeat what his Son has already said. Which means then that God has exalted his word above all his name. So for somebody to take the Bible and throw it in the trash or leave it to burn up 
in the back seat of the car all week and grab it on Sunday morning to run in here is nonproductive. We must understand that this word is the heart of God. And when you take a look at verse 3, talking about Jesus, well, let's, let's step down like this. Verse 1, God who had sundered times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. See, when the prophets showed up, they said, Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. They were speaking God's word. Not petty like today people, you know, if you say God's word, you're picking on them. That means your mind ain't right. Because it's written. Oh, hallelujah, somebody. What, what's written, God expect us to respect it and obey it. Too many people trying to jump on the pulpit instead of jumping on their lifestyle. Instead of jumping on what the word exposes. We need to stop trying to make the word of God of no effect. Okay, now watch this. So when the prophets spake in days of old, they spoke God's word. Verse 2, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things. Jesus was raised up from the dead, and now those of us that are born again, we are heirs of God, and we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Can I get a witness? And it's through Jesus by whom God also made the world. He made the worlds, that sun shining out there, he called it. The stars in the sky, he named every one of them. You and me, he made us. So when we respect what God has done and realize that he is the omnipotent one and that we are to use his word for everything in this world that we need, then that ought to prompt us to study this word, get this word, get it with understanding, so we can have a powerful faith that works in any circumstance. See, because what the devil is after, our lives are hidden with Christ in God. Can I get a witness? So what the devil is after is get us to disbelieve the word. So people run, they read the Koran, they read the, the, the Talmuds, they read all the rest of these books. Some people read more books than they read the Bible. And oftentimes, why well, I thank God for books, because I've written four of myself, but no book can top the Bible. We can respect what they say, but some folk in these books are off. They're off, and I'm not saying that they meant it, but see, revelation comes out of the word. And it will check up itself by what's written. Amen? Verse 3. Who being, in, who being the brightness of his glory. Jesus is the, is the force. He's the light. He's the brightness of God's glory. Jesus is the express image of the person of God. He said, when you've seen me, you have seen the father. He said, Philip, you mean to tell me I've been so long time with you and you don't know me? God said, you're going to blame me for Katrina? Where is your head? You're going to blame me for killing a baby in the womb? Why would I kill a baby in the womb and I let you get pregnant? You've been so long at the church and you don't know me? You don't know that I don't create confusion? You don't know that I don't separate people? 
You don't know that I love families, I don't divide them? Jesus is the brightness of God's person. That's why his name is Emmanuel. So I'm not looking for no other Savior because there's simply no other one. There's no other Savior. The Word became flesh. So what are people looking for? Two churches can be side by side. Ministers ministering the same thing. People feel like, okay, I need to go join that church. For what? The Word does not change. A lot of people are running because they ain't right. A lot of people don't want to be corrected. A lot of people don't want nobody to stand up and tell them what they ought to be doing. It's easy to hide in a crowd. It's easy, you know, to abandon responsibility. That's the problem in some of our homes. Where the man ought to be leading and bringing the money in there, it's a whole other subject. Who is responsible in this generation for anything? Answer that for me. Because part of growing up is responsibility. And responsibility says, if I'm in ministry, I'm supposed to be there every time the church door opens. I made that commitment. This is not a leisure thing that, that we just haphazardly go and do. Ah, well, it's Sunday. I ain't going back and this and that. Now, I'm not jumping on you. But didn't you make a commitment to the Lord? Well, why are you not in the choir on Sunday night? Why are you not ushering on Sunday night? You think it stopped because you're tired? Ministry goes on. It was embarrassing the other night. People came to the Lord. Nobody in helps ministry. This is not supposed to be done at your leisure. This is supposed to be your life. This is supposed to be what you do. Even your enemies ought to know. I can't cuss her out tonight. She's at church. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, people ought to know who you are and what you do. When, when somebody tells you, I call you Sunday morning about uh, 9 o'clock, that ought to be embarrassing to you. Because they ought to know, why are you calling me? Don't you know I'm at church? Come on now. Come on. What if the Lord said, I got tired, I ain't going to Calvary today. Um, I'm going to play pool. I'm glad he didn't either. Stay on the road, everybody. That's where your blessings are. David said, I will not offer unto the Lord that which costs me nothing. Mm -mm. Service is a lifetime. Studying is a lifetime. Teaching is a lifetime. Understanding and walking in love is a lifetime. Everything God has committed for us to do is a lifetime. He says, I'm God, I don't change. And he also said, a double-souled person. A double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. And we wonder about all the mental illness because people are not focused. They're all over the place. I know it's the first Sunday. I know you want to jump and shout and go over two pews and clap your hands, but we need to slow down and ask ourselves, what are we doing? Is the Lord getting in the glory out of my life? 
am I just still a party animal? Our service is expected because we told the Lord what we would do. Now, if we lie to the Lord, the person next to you don't stand a chance. Well, I'm just telling you. I'm telling you. You ought to love the Lord with all of your heart. You ought to be excited about speaking with tongues. You ought to be excited about revelation knowledge out of God's word. I learned something today. I'm going to implement that in my life. My life is going to be better because I'm rubbing shoulders with people of like precious faith. And I love the Lord. He heard my cry and pitied my every groan. And long as I live, when trouble rise, I'm going to hasten to his throne. I'm not going to go and get no Johnny Walker red, black, blue, pink, or red, or orange. I'm going to get down on my knees because on my knees I'm taller than trees. In this life, tribulations will come. But I found the answer. It's called prayer. It's called trusting God. It's called talking to him. It's called believing what he says is going to happen. It's called believing that he'll never leave me, neither will he ever forsake me. So I can get up every morning and say, it's good. My back may be over in the other bedroom, but that's all right. It's still good. (laughs) Amen? See, because faith doesn't operate on how I feel. Faith operates on what I believe. That's why I can say, it is well with my soul. See, because sometimes if we wait for everything to get right before we make that statement, we'll never make it. You got to call those things which be not as though they were. All right, now. Verse 3. Who be in the brightness of his glory, Jesus, and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power. It didn't say by the power of his word. God is upholding all things by the word of his power. The word of his power is the source of our strength and is the place where faith comes from by the word of his power. God got, God got words that we haven't even heard. He's only put in his Bible what we need. God is holding Jupiter and Mars and Saturn and all that by the power of his word and the power of his word is the word he spoke and the word of his power is where the word he spoke came out of does that make sense it's the word of his power which makes God God and when he said it he released power in the atmosphere to produce what he said That's a wild moment right there. And, the, and that power was wrapped in flesh and born and came through Mary's womb just to redeem us. God is awesome. All right. Now having that said that, it's the word of his power. Say the word of his power. See, the word of his power is the source of our strength and the source and the stream from which faith flows. The word of his power is where faith flows from. But then the power of his word is what he spoke. And he spoke it out of the word of his power. It's, it's just like having a bunch of tea cakes and uh, they're in this canister. And you give the child one and you tell them don't go back and bother these other tea cakes in this canister. And you come back and there's one left. (laughs) 
they, they went into that canister and they got some tea cakes out. Well, see, when God said, God saw. But he only said what he wanted to see. I ain't got no help in it. See, when, when he said what he wanted to see, what he said produced what he wanted to see. Can, can you see that? And that's why we have to be very careful with our words because what? We're going to have what we say. And that's why when we get angry, be very careful. And if you stay mad too long, you're a fool. I saw that somewhere in the Bible. <laughs> Anger rests in the bosom of a fool. And anyone who says anything to anybody at any given time, however they want to say it, you can't trust them. Because their words will come out of nowhere and wound you. So if our words are out of control, we are out of control. Because the Bible says a fool utters his whole heart. Some folk keep on talking to they fall out and they wake up talking. <laughs> That's a fool. All right. The power of faith is in God's word. Now, in dealing with my back back there, you know, y'all came through with me with my toe. It's well now. You know. Now come on with me with my back. Okay? See, because there's something, let me tell you what God told me early this morning. You know how you know, but then when he says it, oh, okay. Okay? See, that's why faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God told me, my word is not determined by how your back feels. Your back does not prove that my word does not work. Your circumstance does not prove that my word cannot supply all of your needs. So we must not relegate God's word down to what we're dealing with because we don't see manifestation right here, right now. So my back or your knees or your hammer toes does not make God's word of no effect because after we would have done what God told us to do, we have need of patience. And in your patience, possess your soul. It, it sounds like this. Lord, I, I, you know, you, you may not come and manifest when I want you to, but I know you're going to do it. And in this case, by his stripes I'm healed, but it's a walking through process because none of us are going to escape a trial. And see, we, we get down to the bottom line and get mad with God because God doesn't do when and how we say he must do now because I need you to do this now. And God said, you don't even have to come to church. You need to be quiet. <laughs> nah. You want me to jump through the hoop for you, I can't even get you to Sunday school. So it's not fair to try to blame him because he doesn't show up. God ain't no heavenly bear hop. Huh? 
So my back does not prove whether or not God's word is true. Because by the same word, I'm born again. I'm up here preaching. So I know it works. I'm just going to have to wait until that back obey the Lord. But I ain't going to be out there shooting no basketball and trying to dunk nothing. <laughs> when, when your body is hurting, you need wisdom more than medicine. A lot of folks still think they're 16. They're out there, you know, trying to run with them youngsters. Man, them youngsters, they have every muscle you got hurt. <laughs> a powerful faith pleases God. All right, let's run a plethora of scripture right quick. How does faith work? We've got the word of his power which is the power of his word that's spoken. Psalms 138. Psalms 138. A powerful faith. In this generation, it stands out. Psalms number 138. And take a look at verse 2. Because we have to, in our own lives as believers, reestablish God's word in our lives that his word is true. And it is, that his word is to be respected and revered. Amen. Psalms 138 and 2. Is that where you are? I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. You see where, where God has placed his word? He's magnified his word above the name of Jesus, above the name of Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Tiskanu. God's word has been magnified above all his name. So now think how powerful we are when we say what he said. We can say what he says and keep on moving because his word is true. God cannot lie. He promised before the world was that he would never leave us. And that's why our confidence must come in. I am not alone. And the trial I'm enduring is just for a little time. Because the magnification of God's word above his name. Now see, he's given Jesus a name which is above every name. And his word is his name. So it's magnified above his name. And to have a copy of it. And have teachers in the body of Christ anointed to teach it to you. What a blessing. What a blessing. Proverbs chapter 18. In verse 10. Proverbs chapter 18. In verse 10. The Bible says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. You can hide yourself in the name of Jesus. When the enemy is on your track trying to turn you back, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. It's a citadel. 
It's a place of refuge. It's someone on whom we all can depend. So whatever you're going through today, make your declaration of faith. God, I know you're going to bring me through it. I don't have to see it to say it, but I need to say it so I can see it. Huh? I don't have to be afraid of tomorrow. I don't have to be afraid of no layoff. The earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. What am I saying? God just wants us to live every day to his glory. And sound like his people ought to be sounding. And say what his people ought to be saying. It ain't over until it's over. Can you imagine the name of the Lord as a strong tower? And the enemy's on your track trying to turn you back. And you run into that name. And you're hidden in that name. And your blessings are coming in that name. And your enemies are subject to God's word in that name. It's that name above every name. It's that name Jesus, everybody. It's that name that got that power in it. All power is in that name. All strength is in that name. All healing. All prosperity. All wisdom. All knowledge. Everything you need is in that name. What is that name? Say it again. Whatever we need, we got it. And the devil, because of circumstances, want us to not believe it's going to work. It ain't going to work this time. Oh, this is bad preacher. Oh, this is terrible. It ain't going to work this time. If it work on a head cold, it can kill cancer too. Uh-huh. It, it can, the, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Huh? That's our hiding place. A lot of times when people are waiting on God to manifest his word and bring their healing and people keep coming, seeing them sick in the hospital, don't you be ashamed. He may not come when you want him, but God is always on time. God is always going to show up. See, we have to battle reproach because we did a lot of time with people that don't believe that he's going to do what he said. But there's too many witnesses in here to not believe that God's going to do what he said he's going to do. Didn't he do it? Can't he do it? Won't he do it? Don't be ashamed because there's no shame in those that waiting on the Lord. You wait on him until hell freeze over and they start selling popsicles. You wait on the Lord. And listen, check your attitude. Be a good courage. And he will. He shall. He got to. He wants to. He'll strengthen your life. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. And don't listen, don't, 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 don't be trying to make no excuses for him. Don't be trying to tell your little friends, I don't know what happened. I prayed, but it looked like things just the same. No, your mouthpiece is wrong. Do like Daffy Duck. Unscrew that bib and put another one on. <laughs> you, you, you saying some wrong stuff. Wait on him. Wait on him, George, on your mind. Wait on him. This report like you got something to do. It's a blessing to be living in Shreveport. You ain't got nothing to do but praise the Lord.
how did God put all this together for us to be able to see it? So we can get rid of buffoonery and foolishness. All of God's people ought to sound like God's people. We got the evidence in ourselves that the word works. Because you know how at least three of y'all in here used to be. Man, I wasn't in nobody's church on no Sunday morning. I was out there washing my car and getting something else to get liquored up on. Now here I am with a microphone telling you, the Lord is good. <laughs> the Lord is able. He'll do what he said he's going to do. If you just wait on him, he'll show out for you. He's going to make your enemies your footstool too. Don't worry about all them folks trying to pull you down. God said, I already got this. Because the name of the Lord is a strong tower. They can run, throw bricks at the door, try to pull the door off with, a, with a, whatever they're trying to pull it off with. That's all right. Because in the Lord there are heights and there are depths. And they can't find you. Because God has hidden you in his pavilion. And God is so powerful, he can hide you in plain view. You can show up in the middle of your enemies and they can't do nothing to you. Because when a man's ways pleases God, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Faith is not given to us for us to build a prison for ourselves. Faith is given for us to be kind to people, speak to even the dog that's going across the street, walk in love, treat people like you want to be treated. Faith sets you free to be who God has called you to be, bearing no grudge against nobody, not hating on nobody, just living the good life. Don't you let nobody build no prison for you. Jesus came to set the captives free. And ain't nothing free like being free. The Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. There's freedom of expression. There's holy boldness. Mm -mm. don't you let nobody not even yourself build no prison for you love your enemies love people and because something bad has happened it's time now for you to shine quit falling out with folk in this church you ain't that important to be walking around here mad at folk mad at what? check your own life why are we so judgmental? How come we can't be just laugh with you and be rejoicing with you? Why you got a chip always on your shoulder? Why, why you got something? I tell you what it is. It's foolish jealousy. Why would anybody be jealous of anybody in the ministry? Papa may have. Mama may have. But child, God can bless you with your own. Why are you trying to be somebody else and you the original? Get out. Think about it. You are the original one. Love people. All right. 
A powerful faith does not build a prison for itself. And y'all quit letting these other folk choose your friends. Now, how did God put all this together? Let's, let's go a long way around, but, but let's take a short time to get there. Go to Luke chapter 11, because I know you want to put it together this year. Don't you? Mark chapter, go to Mark. I'll deal with Luke later. Now we're going to walk real slowly through here. Only got just a few minutes, but we're going to walk through here. need to show you this. All right. Are you in Mark chapter 11? Look at verse 12. And on the next day when they were come from Bethany, Jesus was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came if perhaps he might find anything on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, that's right, the fig tree. No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. How does faith come? And how does hearing come? I laid my hands on a lot of people down through the years. And the Lord healed a lot of people. But it doesn't give me the right to go there and try to argue my case. Are you understanding this? You pray for somebody that got a job and now you got laid off. It doesn't give us the right to argue our case. What we need to argue is what is the benefit. Because he daily load us with benefits. Now that this has happened, Lord, this is what I'm trusting you for. Now that this is going like this, this is what I'm asking you to do. So he cursed the fig tree and his disciples heard it. So the day passed on. Now it's the following day. Look at verse 20. And in the morning, as they, Jesus and his homeboys, passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remember, said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. Stop right there. Have faith in God. They heard it, right? The fig tree the next day was dried up from the root, right? God is saying, if you got to move things in your life, get to the root of the problem. I thought it was my neighbor. But it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It ain't my cousin Mookie. It ain't my Aunt Sadie. But it's me, oh Lord. I'm the problem. I'm the reason my family don't have what they need. I'm blowing the money. I'm not trusting you. Get to the root of the problem. And then Jesus said this. Because Peter, you know, he's always up, up close and personal. Lord, the fig tree that you cursed yesterday done dried up. And Jesus said, the Lord of all glory said, the one who came to save us said, have faith in God. What was he saying? Go to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. 
Because this is the secret to the power. This is the secret to the power. That releases the power in our lives. Because we that are born again, we're born again by the same word we're reading. <laughs> All right? Tell your neighbor, have faith in God. Say, had a God kind of faith. Because having faith in God, no, no, I'm just talking to you. (laughs) See, because having faith in God and the word of his power is who he is, then out of that word that we have that's written, we say it. And when we say it, we release the power of God into the atmosphere. And it's the power that is spoken in faith that produces the results. Now, I know a lot of times, you know, well, anyway, that's how it's done. So to have faith in God is to do what God did when he made the worlds. What did he do? He spoke them into existence. Here we can have our best life speaking it into existence and we complain about what we don't have. Tell you, neighbor, get beyond that point. All right. Are you in verse 3? Genesis 1? Look at verse 3. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light. In verse 3, and God said. And in verse 4, and God saw. Right? Look at verse 6. And God said, and look at the bottom of verse 7, and it was so. Bottom of verse 9, and it was so. You got that? Now, this is powerful right here. Look at verse 11. Whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. So the seed is God's word. And God's word will produce in our lives whatever we call for that's lining up with his word. If God wants you happy, you may be sad this morning. You need to say, I'm happy. And, and your brain say, no, you ain't. You say, yes, I am. You say, it is well with my soul. What am I saying? I'm saying what I want it to be. I'm not looking at what it is. Because I got to believe that what I say is more powerful than what it is. God looked out there and he saw darkness. He didn't walk around talking about, oh, it's dark, dark, dark. Oh, it's real dark. It's dark. Dark, dark. Dark, dark. I'm broken than a 12 o'clock whistle. I'm broke. I'm sick. I'm confused. Nobody likes me. I can't get along with nobody. No, no. Have faith in God. What does it say? God said. When he saw that it was dark and he surmised what he needed, he said, let there be light. And light came. And God saw 
that it was good. Now let me ask you a question. What do you keep complaining about in your life that's negative? Think about it. Because it's still there. Because every time you call it, it's like a dog that you take to dog school and somebody tell him heal. Not H-E-L. H-E-E-L. You telling the dog heal. Stay right here. Every time you speak to that problem that's wrong with your finances, with your marriage, with yourself, you tell it, heal. Stay right here. Don't you go nowhere. Because if I don't have you to complain with me, I ain't got nothing. So why don't you have faith in God and call for joy? Call for healing. Say what you want it to be. In this, you just like God. You having what you say. And death and life is in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. That's why people can't, can't get past what hurt them. They can't get past it because they keep talking about it. And if they say they forgave it and they keep revisiting it, they didn't forgive it. Because to forgive is to remit. Is to release it. Is to let it go. Is to get over it. Is to move on. But the devil got a lot of God's people. Heal. Right there. When Jesus spoke to that fig tree. And said no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. And the following day they saw the thing was dried up from the root. And Peter calling to remember, said, Lord, the fig tree which you cursed yesterday is dried up from the root. Jesus said, that's the same way that God who made everything, made everything by what he said. And that's the power that's in us. So why can't we get past stuff that hurt us? Because we're still hurt. Why? Because we don't want to get healed. Why? Because we're trying to understand what happened. You don't have to understand what happened. You didn't get killed in an accident. You walked away. Give them the car. Everyday life ought to be lived in joy and to the fullness of it. Because many of the afflictions are the righteous. But the Lord delivered them out of them all. Why can't we have faith in God and call for what we want? We can if we want to. And see, when you're constantly going through something like I am, you have to be very careful that you don't become cynical. Well, Lord, you didn't heal all them other folk, and I'm reading in the Bible about the woman with the issue. Here I am preaching, tithing, standing up, praying in my back. Lord said, my word ain't based on your back. Your back ought to be based on my word. You got to go through to get to. I'm sorry, that's that's report. You got to go through some things to get to. I still got the toe. It ain't hurt no more. I'm back in my shoes. 
It was embarrassing walking up in the pool with people with some sandals on. But I got here. If I had to crawl up here, I'm getting up here. Because God is good to me. God is good to you. God has proven himself to be faithful. Is your faith on trial? If your faith don't fail, you won't fail. I'm healed. He didn't call me to deny what's going on with me. He called me and gave me a faith to speak to what's going on with me. Speak to it. God said, let there be light. Why would he stand there and talk about it? Oh, look at all that darkness. Ain't it dark out there? I heard one preacher talk about this very same thing. He stood in the door. His dog was right there next to him. Here he is talking about, come here, pooch. Come here, pooch. Come here, dog. The dog right there. What you need from God, call for it. He'll send it. He'll give it to you. I'm healed. My body don't know it yet. Oh, man, listen up. <laughs> I'm healed. My body need to catch up with the word. The same spirit that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus Christ, is resident in you. Need joy? Call, it, call for it. Need peace? Call for it. Why? Because it's already in you. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, right? right. Now, tell your neighbor you got to call for what you want. Mark 5. So do you see how God did it? God said and God saw. I remember when I started confessing I'm debt free. I had not heard anybody say that. But I knew that eventually I would have to start tithing. I would have to ask God for wisdom to know how to pay these people off. But when I started confessing I'm debt free, I still had to pay bills. So just saying it ain't going to make it work. You got to get married to it. He'll bring you out. He will bring you out. You didn't get in debt overnight. Probably not going to get out overnight. But you set your heart and you set your mouth and you start talking. You're going to have what you say. If you lack wisdom, ask God. He'll give it to you. Now let's see this powerful faith in action because I know that it's going to help. It's going to help us in here. This woman that had this issue with her bloodline. Mark 5, 27. Now notice Jesus said have faith in God, right? You heard me yesterday speak to the fig tree, it's dried up. That's the same principle whereby God made everything. God said and God saw. That's how your life get better. The devil gonna get mad and come and try to attack you with everything he got. But you just gotta keep on talking. Keep on walking. Keep on believing. Keep on adding legs to your faith. And you're going to have what you say.
Anybody here believes that? Mark 5 and 27. Probably want to start at verse 25. Verse 24. And Jesus went with him, and many people followed him and crowded him. And a certain woman who had an issue of blood 12 years, what's your issue today? And had suffered many things of many physicians. And had spent all that she had. And was no better. But rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus. Came in the crowd behind. And touched his garment. For she said. If I may touch but his clothes. I shall be well. And straightway the fountain of her blood. Was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude crowding thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. She didn't give up. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be well of thy plague. See, she said within herself, If I could but touch the hem of his garment, I'm going to get my healing. Notice, every time you start talking faith, you come face to face with an obstacle to your faith. What was her obstacle? All those people. All those people that flooded into that place. But you know what? She didn't let them stop her. Because of what she said, if I could touch the hem of his garment, she pursued it. If you're going to be debt free this year, start the wheels in motion. Start calling yourself debt free. If you're going to get healed this year, start calling yourself healed. That woman pressed her way through that crowd and she finally touched him. And when she touched him, power came out of him. God will work with us right where we are. But the question is, do we want to work with him? Amen? Amen? One last thing. Powerful faith. Let me show you what Jesus said. Um, when the Lord was on his way to Calvary, in Mark 10, 32, because even the Lord had to say what he was going to do in order for it to get done. Is this happening in the battle? Mark 10, 32 through 34. Listen to this. And they were on the way going up to Jerusalem. 
And Jesus went before them, and they were amazed. And as they followed, they were afraid. And he took again the twelve and began to tell them what things should happen unto him, saying, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be delivered unto the chief priest and unto the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death and shall deliver him to the Gentiles, and they shall mock him and shall scourge him and shall spit upon him and shall kill him. And the third day he shall rise again. You're going to have what you say. So say what you need to have. And God will watch over his word and make it happen. That's the power of a great faith. Tell your neighbor, have faith in God. Come on, let's get on our feet and give God some praise for his word. Amen. Now the question is, will I do his will and There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come the Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. The trouble all over the world. I'm telling every man, woman, boy, and girl is coming soon. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded. In the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before. And you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. 
That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. <laughs>